worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 Grain Elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 Grain Elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. And brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Well, today we take a look at overnight rain. We also have two reports on hail. First, from the Canadian Crop Hail Association. Real Agriculture also talks to an Alberta specialist on hail as well. We take a look at Ag in Motion, usually held in Langham in mid-July. It has been turned into a virtual event on the Internet. There's discussion on a swine flu vaccine and a look at rating pastures. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. The actual impact of the storm still being figured out today, but it was another night of active weather for southern Saskatchewan. Environment Canada says a line of thunderstorms that moved in from Montana brought very heavy rain to the Minton and Gladmer area, where current estimates are around 100 millimeters of moisture. That's four inches. Lead forecaster Brad Rologic says the storms weakened as they moved north, but says another round of thunderstorms will develop this afternoon. Yeah, so it'll be another, probably the last for at least a day, <laughs> day of uh, severe weather. Um, we're expecting this afternoon uh, another round of thunderstorms to fire up over western North Dakota and then lift northwards into the southeastern corner of the province. Now these thunderstorms will likely be to the east of Regina. Rolex says the storms will be slow moving early on, meaning rainfall will again be a main concern, as well as large hail and even the risk of an isolated tornado. He adds by mid-evening the main threat should have moved into Manitoba. The Canadian Crop Hail Association has released a report showing heavy damage from early summer storms in some areas. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Rick Omolchenko, says hailstorms struck in late May early in mid-June. Yeah, there's been some uh, claims. Uh, there was there was a serious storm that went through Alberta and uh, not as much through Saskatchewan and Manitoba. But uh, as we as we look forward and look through, the stage of growth was really important role in the conditions at the time of the storm. Number of claims so far in Western Canada? We're at 200 plus. Uh, we're looking at them right now and we're finally getting into the field. Some are pretty wet to get at, but some are, uh, conditions are better now. So we're starting to trying to finally starting to get to see the severity and then how much uh, it's taken place. 
Any rundown how it looks in Saskatchewan for claims? Right now, the claims seem to be like in that 50-60 range, but it's light to medium. Depends on the cereals seem to have taken it very, very well. The canola and the pulses, a little bit harder. Uh, there's some defoliation on the canola, and some of the pea crops have have some bruising and some nodes uh, knocked off. But they seem to be, because of the early stage of growth, they seem to be recovering well so far. Where were some of the worst hit areas in Saskatchewan? In Saskatchewan, you're looking at Cadillac, Albertville. Pretty well, that's kind of the, in that PA uh, Birch Hills region. Um, that seems to be the most uh, that's taken part so far. Across the prairies, where was the worst damage or heaviest damage? Most of it was mostly in that Alberta took it pretty hard, and Tabor, Coaldale, Vauxhall got it the heaviest from that June 13th and 15th storm. So uh, having said that, the button, the conditions, the plants were at a stage of growth where they seem to be recovering well. And that's really an advantage to the farmers right now because, you know, they, they hate to lose that crop at this stage of the game. What was the size of hailstones there and in Saskatchewan? Yeah, they ranged from pea to almost tennis ball size in some places. In Saskatchewan, they weren't as big. They, you know, they'd be marble size, pea to marble size. But, uh, you know, as, as they get bigger, they seem to be farther apart. They do more damage on private property than they do on crops because the bigger they are, they seem to be yeah farther apart. The smaller they are, seem to be closer together. So that's kind of uh, the way things happen in the ag land. Uh, they don't get hit as bad, but w- along with that came a lot of wind. Wind can also increase the damage. And how does the wind increase the damage? Just the speed of what it comes down and the angle it comes down. Uh, when the hail comes straight down, it seems to just hit the one plant and, and hurt the one plant. But as it comes on an angle, it chops off two or three in its path. Seems like uh, like right now, I guess the biggest thing is a lot of farmers have not put their insurance on and, and have gotten caught once once again. These storms are hitting earlier every year. So please uh, contact your uh, CCHA uh, company representative and look for their agent in their area and get their insurance on so they can sleep at night and protect their risk because they're, it's their livelihood and their assets. And, and we're really... Uh, you know, we're getting out as fast as we can. We're also, uh, you know, abiding by government guidelines for COVID, just making sure that our adjusters are safe and the farmers are safe. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Salford Group. Get the best price on new Salford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. A major farm show northwest of Saskatoon is being held as a digital internet event later this month. Due to COVID-19, there is no charge. Ag in Motion show director Rob O'Connor says the equipment, crop plots, demonstrations and presentations will be streamed online. He says the show is called Ag in Motion Discovery Plus. So obviously with uh, COVID-19, we're not allowed to have a large event, uh, even though it's outdoors. So we chose about two months ago to switch over to a digital event, which we've titled Ag in Motion Discovery Plus. And this platform uh, allows people to visit the exhibitors at the show. There will be webinars and seminars and uh, equipment demonstrations and crop plot tours. So it's a five-day event, which runs July 21st to 25th. And uh, there's 240 different sessions over those five days. So there'll be lots to see and lots to engage with. What are some of the topics of these webinars? 
Well, we certainly have uh, a lot of different options. So we've kind of put them into themed areas. So we have a living lab, for instance, and that's where post-secondary institutions can talk about some of the the research they've done. Uh, We have a harvest showcase where we talk about different topics um, that can arise during uh, harvest time. Uh, We also have the Livestock Central area again, which will, of course, talk about issues in the livestock industry. So we have lots of different things for people to to visit and, and learn about. So feel free uh, to visit the website, agmotion.ca and uh, look at the schedule that's coming up on July 11th. You have on-site crop plots, but this is all on the Internet, all the, the whole virtual tour, right? Correct. So there are crop plots at the Ag in Motion site, but over and above that, we also have several companies who are uh, taking video footage of their research plots in their at their research farms as well. So we've edited that and combined it so that it's a, a virtual tour of what these different companies have to offer, whether it is seed genetics or whether it's uh, other types of crop inputs such as fungicides or, or herbicides. And you can watch through, uh, through those videos to see the effect uh, of those products. What kind of farmer interest have you had in this event, this virtual event? Well, you know, it was really gratifying to see. We started an early registration process, and in just two days we had 450 farmers uh, register for that. So we do anticipate, hopefully, the same type of number we would get at the live show, which would be 30,000. Ag in Motion Discovery Plus will run five days from July 21st to the 25th as a virtual event on the Internet. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Recently, I talked to Jeremy Boychin of Alberta Wheat and Barley Commission about some of the wet weather and some of the hailstorms really, really devastating some of these crops. Yeah, we, we had some crazy storms on the prairies here over the weekend. Did, did you see some of this footage out of Manitoba? Five, six inches of rain on Sunday and just flooding, power outages, just crazy. I'm pretty sure I saw multiple um, multiple notes about how this was the wettest day on record for for Brandon and for other parts. And I just, you know, that's it's unfortunate the the amount of crop that's going to be damaged and, and people's people's livelihoods potentially. So I hope everyone is staying safe out there. It's hard to watch that stuff, um, and I imagine it's even harder to live through it. So I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Yeah, so some of this crop. I don't care how warm it gets here in the coming weeks. That's just too much water. Well, there will definitely be crop losses, washouts of the crop. Never mind uh, crop not liking wet food. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be washouts of crops. Uh, here here in Alberta, we, we saw some hailstorm uh, again over the weekend and uh, big-time damage to this crop. Yeah, uh, this seems to be a common occurrence over the next over the last few weeks, um, hail coming down and, and beating up crops. And, um, I mean, you know, this is something that is in common for, for Alberta. This is, this is something we deal with almost every year in certain regions. So it's just important to take a step back and ask the question of, of 
how do I now address this? Um, there's going to be people coming and talking about using fungicides and, and maybe micronutrients and what do I do? How do I address this? And the first question you want to ask yourself is, you know, is this, is this crop going to make grain? And especially with wheat and barley, um, some of those areas in the south where you're already getting elongation and, and maybe even some areas you're getting some of that, those heads coming out of the boot. If those stems are damaged and beat up, um, below that head, that that head isn't going to make anything at that point. It it might recover a little bit, but most likely those heads aren't going to fill. That stem is damaged, um, and what you're more likely going to happen is have some late tillers trying to uh, accommodate for that loss of that head. Um, so it's good to go out, take a look, and see which one of those heads actually, or some of those heads actually survived, um, and then what the potential is for that crop after that. If, if people are talking about fungicides and micronutrients, I've had my experience with these and I typically find that the benefit that comes from them really doesn't make up for the amount of work that goes in. I know it's going to get some pushback on that, but um, from my from my point of view, I think it's one of those things where you really have to ask the question of um, how do I how do I make sure I'm getting my worth out of this? And I think check strips are something that's going to be important if you feel like that crop has potential to make grain. If it doesn't have potential to make grain, obviously it's not something that you want to be spending more money on. So you want to be asking the question of how else can I then use this crop if, if you want to be going for feed or something like that. Yeah. But then the question comes up of nitrates, um, which is obviously a concern if you're going for feed. Uh, and it's important to consider that once a hail event occurs, um, you're getting nitrates building up in that plant because the roots are still moving, but the top of the plant isn't processing those nitrates. And sometimes it takes about 12 to 14 days for all of those to go back to normal. So getting that feed tested, if you are going for a feed option, is going to be important as well. Yeah, like if you think back to Friday, if you had a wheat crop that was heading out and you go to your field this morning and all you see is a bunch of sticks in the field, I don't care Mm -hmm. what miracle concoction somebody has put in a 10-gallon drum, it's not going to make grain by the end of the year. So be, be, be cautious. Check strips on some of these products wouldn't be a bad idea. Just don't go whole hog because you're probably setting yourself up for failure. I, I remember when I started my agronomy career in Ontario and I, I was I was dealing with a, a customer who had gotten hail on his corn and I was chatting with an OMAFRA specialist and asking them about this exact situation um, about using micronutrients. And I remember what he said to me, and it's always stuck with me, is, Jeremy, when you get hail on your crop, it doesn't mean it's micronutrient deficient. It doesn't lose its micronutrients. It loses its leaves. And all that root system is still there, ready to pull up anything it needs. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Wadras, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast. Cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm today and tonight. Wind west 20, the high today 20, the low 14. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of showers early in the morning, clearing in the morning. Wind southwest 30 gusting to 50, the high tomorrow 24. 
60% chance of evening showers tomorrow and a low of 12. Thursday, partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 25, the low 12. Friday, sunny with a high 28, 30% chance of evening showers, the low 15. Saturday, sunny with a high 25, the low 15. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 27, the low 14. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 26. Normal high is 25, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.51 this morning, it sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Yorkton at 24. The cold spot up north, south end at 13. Estevan is 20. Saskatoon, 16. Swift Current, 19. Weyburn, 21. Yorkton is 24. Cloudy in Regina, 22 degrees. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Humidity is 85%. The barometer dropping 100.6. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 20 degrees. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. SMHI crop hail insurance at cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca. The director of Vito Intervac in Saskatoon hopes an African swine fever vaccine will be developed in the next two to three years. African swine fever has killed millions of pigs in China and other Asian countries. But so far, North America is disease-free. Dr. Volker Gertz says their work involves inserting specific proteins from African swine fever into another harmless virus for delivery as a vaccine. You take certain genes um, from the African swine fever virus and include them into a harmless virus in a porcine adenovirus. Adenoviruses are those viruses that normally don't cause disease in either humans or animals. And so they, are, they can function as a vector, as a delivery method for the gene that you're interested in. Dr. Gertz says this is a safe method of developing a vaccine. So the advantage is that you stimulate the immune response. At the same time, you don't have any clinical disease, any, any complications, so you're not working with the African swine fever virus. And so it's a very good way of inducing good protective immune responses without actually using the live African swine fever virus. Dr. Gertz says Vito Intervac has developed more than 35 vaccine candidates that are currently being tested. Incidentally, Vito Intervac in Saskatoon is also working on a COVID-19 vaccine. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced 4-H beef clubs across Saskatchewan to find different ways to hold their annual achievement days. The Tisdale 4-H beef club opted for virtual show and sale. 17-year-old Mackenzie Olson has been a 4-H member for eight years. The club was really good and everyone just had to get their animals ready like they would for the show at home and just picture and video them. So it was a big learning curve for everyone, but it's a very valuable lesson to learn in the cattle industry. COVID-19 is making people more resilient and better able to adapt to change. Yeah, it was. We put a lot of work into our projects, so to not be able to exhibit them in person was kind of disappointing, but our club worked together to arrange a virtual achievement day so that we could still display our animals. So that was 
Awesome. Prior to the virtual steer auction, Mackenzie decided to donate 25% of the proceeds from her steer to a local charity helping people during the pandemic. The community has supported our 4-H club so well for so long that I thought it'd be nice to give back to them this year due to the pressures added by COVID. The donation was $1,300 and went to the Tisdale Salvation Army Food Bank. Mackenzie is graduating high school this year and is enrolled in the Animal Sciences Technology course at Lakeland College in Vermilion, Alberta this fall. Enter. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were mixed and heifers were mostly lower this past week. Provincial cattle specialist Leah Clark says there were several factors affecting the market, including weather and low volumes. Feeder cattle marketings this week are just generally seasonally low at this time. So we have limited weight classes that are reported. However, Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were mixed this week with price comparisons in the weight categories above 500 pounds and below 900 pounds. 100 plus pounds. Feeder steer prices ranged from $7.33 per hundred weight lower to $2.34 per hundred weight higher compared to last week. The largest price decline over the week was for the 8 to 900 pound feeder steers, while the largest price gains were reported for the 6 to 700 weight feeder steer category. Feeder heifers, very similar. They mostly decreased in value this week. Heifer prices ranged from $4.75 per hundredweight lower to $2.66 per hundredweight higher compared to last week prices. The largest price declines were for those heavyweight 800 plus pound heifers, while the only price increase was reported for the 400 to 500 pound heifer. And what were the factors behind these price changes? You know, at this time, there's just there's not a whole lot of volumes to really look at trends. But you know, we got some rain. We we have some we have some good pasture out there. Uh, so that's definitely going to be affecting some of these decisions. But we do have a backlog of of fed cattle. So all of those playing together. What were marketings? Canfax reported a total total of 4,899 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan this week. This number is comparable to the week previous, but fewer than 5,749 head marketed during the same time in 2019. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Prices of live non-fed cattle in Alberta were steady compared to the previous week on limited volume. The price of D2 slaughter cows decreased 43 cents per hundredweight to average $84.57 per hundredweight. Price of D3 slaughter cows increased slightly 13 cents per hundredweight from the previous week to average $75.57 per hundredweight. The average price of live steers in Alberta was $125.16 per hundredweight. This was down $3.50 from the previous week. The range of fed steer rail grade prices widened this week with prices reported from $198.50 to $210.50 per hundredweight. And what U.S. factors influence the market? We're still seeing those futures markets are depressed. I think largely the consumer demand is going to really affect the marketplace. Uh, one of the indicators I like to look at is choice beef cutout prices. 
So for the last week, they averaged $210.20 per hundredweight. This was down $10 from the previous week. And it's also down $10 from the same same week a year ago. So that will be an interesting market indicator to keep an eye on. Leah Clark compiles the weekly feeder cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Viterra's prices for canola gained a dollar fifty at four thirty four sixty eight. Number one red spring wheat fell thirty three cents at two twenty one fifty nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty six thirty nine. Feed barley one ninety five seventy. Flax five fifteen seventy nine. Lentils seven fourteen fifty. Oats two sixty four sixteen. Yellow peas two fifty seven eighty nine. And feed wheat one seventy two eighty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat is up two cents at four ninety nine a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integratire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integratire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 30th. The market on butchered cattle is back up to pre-COVID. Yearlings were up too, but not quite where we were before the pandemic. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 to $0.90, with the odd sale up to $0.95. D3 cows sold from $0.70 to $0.80. Counter cows sold from $0.60 to $0.70. And heiferettes and large heifers sold from $1 to $1.15. Bid butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.30 with the odd sale up to $1.35. We didn't have enough steers and any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.62 and sold it to $1.75. 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.53 and sold it to $1.71. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. There is no new Saskatchewan pork report for today, so we have yesterday's report. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 109 to 149 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,500 head, selling in a range of 110 to 150 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, June 27th are Holy West, 111.20, Maple Leaf 122.63, Ham's Cash 120.63, Thunder Creek Brick Hole 127.61, High Life 121.64, and High Life adjusted $148.52 per CKG. Ham's Cash Hog price today is up and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 17 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3676. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 72.99 cents US. Weekly slaughter levels came in once again higher than last year at 2.641 million head, or 10.7% higher than a year ago. 
While there are still some regional challenges with labor and full plant capacity, Saturday slaughter numbers not typically seen until the fall are helping with the backlog of animals. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government is investing $400,000 as part of a methane action plan. The plan will support field testing research on innovative methane emission reduction technologies. Oil and gas producers are also providing funding to validate the projects before they move to widespread commercial adoption. The work will be done by the Saskatchewan Research Council. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says the oil and gas sector has significantly improved gas conservation rates and reduced methane emissions, and the research will build on that record. She says field testing will confirm practical technologies that convert currently vented and flared methane into commercialized products. The province's methane action plan is aimed at reducing greenhouse gases from venting and flaring in the oil and gas sector. The program is designed to reduce methane emissions from Saskatchewan's upstream oil and gas industry by 40 to 45 percent by the year 2025. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says small business optimism cautiously improved in June. The CFIB's latest monthly business barometer for Saskatchewan reached 59.1, up from 51.9 at the end of May. The index in Saskatchewan is 4.5 points above the national index of 54.6. While encouraging, the CFIB says many businesses still face severe operating challenges and a long road to recovery. Canada's main stock index climbed higher in late morning trading, fueled by gains in the materials sector as the price of gold rose. The TSX Composite Index was up 60 points at 15,449. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 88 points at 25,684. The Canadian dollar traded at 73.53 cents U.S. compared with 73.09 cents on Monday. The August crude oil contract was down 11 cents at 39.59 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. On Thursday morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good on. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.